This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. I am Tim. How are you doing this week, Tim? Tom, I am chilled to the GD bone. How are you? <laughs> so does that mean you're cold or you're laid back? No, no, no. Well, that, I'm, I'm cold. Okay. I'm laid back. And I'm spooked. About what? Just the state of the world. Yeah. Ghosts. Just <laughs> in general. The state of the spirit world. Exactly. There's a, there's a disturbance that I sense. Yeah. Well, you told me you just watched the new Ghostbusters, so that's you probably. I got, watched uh, it on a plane, Tom. Uh huh. That's the best uh, cinema experience. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. Oh, so you didn't see it on a plane then? Because when I saw it, I saw it in 3D, and one of the cool things about it was that uh, the 3D things would occasionally pop out of the letterbox. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, which I had never seen. I was like, wow, they've got that kind of technology? I guess ghosts aren't that far behind after all. Yeah, there. this was a distinct 2D experience. I had to watch it over the course of two flights because uh, <laughs> there were short flights. Right. Um, well, and luckily, they had the same movies on both flights because yeah, a lot of times they don't. Exactly. But it spent. it took me half the flight. To fast forward to the part that I oh, needed yeah. to get those, to. Those are not very yeah. good fast forwarding controls. Yeah, they, they, the, the user interface of these uh, these plain, plain TVs yeah. could, could be a lot better. They, they just plain stink. Tom, that was very funny. Yeah, thank you. Um, And I did watch the last 15 minutes, the excitement part, Tom. This mm-hmm. is a technical movie term, the excitement <laughs> part. Right, the excitement part. Uh, while... Uh, or the last 25 minutes, here's what happened, Tom. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, hey, uh, the the lady, uh, uh, the flight attendant came on and said, mm-hmm. hey, uh, we're starting our descent into All LaGuardia right. Airport. So if any of you are watching Ghostbusters. No, they kept it on. They keep, they keep the, what I really love about uh, planes these days yeah, nothing turns off anymore. Nothing turns off. You watch a movie all through a takeoff and landing. Yeah. You could always use your uh, iPad and mm-hmm. your iPhone. It's great. Yeah. Like, do all the crossword puzzles you want. Don't let us bother you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to see the end of this movie because they're like, we're starting our final uh, descent. approach, descent, uh, tray tables up, uh, seat brag, backs up. I know some of the... Uh... Uh, well, you are a pilot. Industry Tom. lingo, but yeah. It's not bragging. It's it. It would frankly be disturbing if you didn't. Tim, know let this me tell you, stuff. these things are basically on autopilot nowadays. I think so, and yeah. I think my pilots were in a little over their head. Uh huh. Because they had one head, one collective head. Yeah, it was Siamese twins. Oh man, conjoined twins. Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, that doesn't. Uh, you know, that kind of defeats the purpose if you got a pilot and co-pilot, but they're sharing a head. Yeah, but they both. I think what they go is number of hands. That oh yeah. So there was a four hander still. As long yeah. as you got four hands in the po- cockpit and at least one head. 
Did they have to move the other? Well, it's a tight fit in there anyway, I guess. Yeah, no, they were fine. I mean, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like one of these situations. Doctor Ben Carson was like, "I'm not touching that with a ten foot scalpel." Yeah, he was one. Of, he was uh, like a big uh, 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 separating conjoined twins guy, huh? Yeah, I think he might have done it once and then like bragged <laughs> about more it for than thirty me. years, but like also like, hey, better than uh, than I, than I've ever done. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> I mean, I've made numerous attempts. Yeah, but, but uh, uh, let us not be defined by our failures, right? Um, yeah, so they're like, uh, final descent, here we go. Um, and then, uh, extreme turbulence for like five full minutes. Uh-huh. And then uh, I look out the window, there's nobody in the seat next to me, I was in the aisle. <laughs> um, and I was like, man, we're pretty low to the ground, must be, uh, no time that we'll be landing. Yeah. And, uh, five more minutes of extreme turbulence, and then like, you know when you feel the the plane speed up because it speeds up a lot? Yeah. And we shoot back up into the sky. Yeah. And the whole time, the turbulence doesn't stop. And, like, we're banking to the right. We're banking to the left. Like, uh, uh, and, and uh, then more extreme turbulence and we'll, like, kind of, like, uh, d- descend very, very quickly, mm-hmm. and then like more extreme turbulence and more banking, and like things are falling, and like at no point did the steward, not the, the did the flight attendant, uh, <laughs> uh come on, uh, and be yeah, like, did you did you ask her, hey sweetheart, hey uh, sweetheart, I I I, I thing to the things, yeah. gave her a slap on the bottom, and go like, hey. go ask your husband in the cockpit what's going on here, uh. So that happened, and uh, it was the most terrifying 25 minutes of my life, uh, and not because of all the, the, the specters on the, on the screen. But that sure didn't help. You, probably, you were it probably didn't. looking at him going, well, it's going to be me in about 30 seconds. Right. So I didn't love uh, the, the new Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters Answer the Call is what it's called now. <laughs> it's just Ghostbusters. No, I think they rebranded it just to... Oh, just to like distinguish on yeah. flights? Yeah, or like in anything. Like I, I, I understand. Look, I think people were way too angry about everything about this Ghostbusters mm-hmm. thing. The one thing that did anger me is like, stop naming a movie the name that another movie already has. Yeah. If anything, just call it like Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Great. That right. way we know. Uh, well, officially it's probably like Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, but like oh, we're going by like IMDb yeah, classification. I think we are sometimes, Tim, because like think about how many movies just have like you know one word titles, and you're like, well, I don't know what that is. I saw that movie Arrival uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there was a movie The Arrival with uh, Charlie Sheen, also about aliens. What movie is that? Oh, that movie's terrible. It's from like the maybe mid nineties. I remember uh, seeing a matinee of it in the theaters. Did Char- you? Charlie Sheen works at uh, like one of those big uh, like SETI uh, antennas. Uh. Finds out about aliens, but aliens are here. They're disguised as humans. I forget, but he could tell the aliens because they could uh, make their legs go backwards like a grasshopper. Oh, that sounds kind of fascinating. Yeah, well, the special effects do not hold up. Right. Well. Um, did you get the movie Arrival confused with? Uh, ABBA album arrival. Well, th- there you go. Another. It, I'm I'm here to. Oh, I can't wait till they play Dancing Queen. Yeah, man. I'm and here for the listening uh, party. Yeah, 
suddenly no it's not some swedish i'm, I'm so glad they finally started uh playing albums at the movie theater like i've been asking them to well if it's accompanied by a laser light show tom you could do a lot worse on a saturday night that's you're thinking planetariums i'd like to go to a planetarium i haven't been to a planetarium in a, long a time. planetarium in a long time either uh kind of makes me wish and that never, I was a drugs man. Yeah, and I've never gone to see like uh, you know, Pink Floyd. Do they still do that? I I imagine that's probably all planetariums do nowadays. No. Yeah. Space that's is fascinating. Where the money is. No, everybody wants to be in space, you know. Space that. is as fascinating as uh the licks of Pink Floyd, the hot licks. Oh, screw those hot licks. And sucks uh, to those and hot licks. And trippy melodies. Um no, I'm sure they've got... Pink Floyd, by mm-hmm. the way. Go suck an egg, Roger Waters. <laughs> I had enough. Oh, man. Wow, they're so thoughtful. Oh, it's, oh, there's symbolic noises on here. Shut up. Get out of here. They're so thoughtful. That's one of the, the Pink Floyd's very thoughtful. That's one of the... Yeah. Like they, they're like, like, like gifts. They remember when nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you meant, right? That's what they're known for, yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. Generous. Well, you know what? Maybe it'll teach a lesson to all those young rock and rollers that they don't have to be so rude to their parents. Yeah, it's true. You can be nice and thoughtful like Pink Floyd. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's called Ghostbusters Answer the Call, I think, now. It's not called Ghostbusters Answer the Call, Grandpa. I think it's it might be. It's just called Ghostbusters. I think they rebranded it for the, the home video release, Tom. But why would Answer the Call? That doesn't mean anything. Tom, oh mm-hmm. my God, I'm so angry with you right now. <laughs> I mean, all I know is that as soon as the movie ended, uh-huh. it says, Ghostbusters, Answer the Call, yeah. on the friggin' screen. yeah. It's just a nice positive message to leave the theater with. Yeah, it's better than look. And this is the problem, Tom, because mm-hmm. that that movie uh, was very polarizing. It's <laughs> like this is the problem. They cast ladies <laughs> in the roles meant for men. No, see, who cares? They cast four of the funniest people in the world right now, and they were all very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Let alone women. Yeah, normally the, are not funny at all. The the, the story, uh huh, or not even the story, because who cares about a story in a movie like that? Like you're there for the laughs. Well, what if you're there to learn a thing or two about ghosts? Maybe you've got a haunting you'd like no, you're to. You're not gonna learn anything about ghosts. Wow, Tom, did you learn anything about ghosts in that? I mean, you are a noted expert in right uh, spooks oh, and specters. Man. Yeah. So uh, probably not. I Tim, I looked up how much uh, a ghost detector costs. Very reasonably priced nowadays. What kind of ghost detector? You know, like EMF. You can you can find the fields. EMF. Yeah, man, electromagnetic fields. Why don't you get one? Because oh then God. I'm going to be scared all the time. Yeah, Tim, what you live I... in a former hospital. Yeah. Too. Oh, am I going to buy a ghost detector and be like, oh, good, <laughs> there are ghosts here. Well, I mean, you're going to think they're still so invisible. Oh, yeah. And like, again, nobody's ever been killed by a ghost, Tom. <laughs> Tim, I've got some YouTube videos to show you that uh, uh, beg to differ. I hope. Look, I don't hope that you get ripped limb from limb by a ghost. It's not necessarily going to be a violent death, Tim. A lot of times ghosts make it look like an accident. <laughs> oh, how convenient. Yeah. Well, Tim, because what are they going to do? Put in the police report a ghost killed this man? That's what I want to see if you want me to believe that ghosts are out there killing people. No, they're just going to put it as an accident. That's absurd. <laughs> In conclusion, uh, I give Ghostbusters answer the call. 
five out of five stars. All right, Tim. Enough. Enough of this. <laughs> we just took a short break, and it, it got even more heated about yeah. what the name of this new Ghostbusters movie. I is. know when it came out, it hit theaters as Ghostbusters. Right. But I think to uh, make things easier in the marketplace, where they are constantly coming out with new. Right. Bullshit versions of Ghostbusters, the original. Well, and it's like Edge of Tomorrow was renamed Live, Die, Repeat. Right. I think for the, they, and especially since so many people were so against this being a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. I think they were like, you know, they were like, we don't want to cannibalize sales of the old Ghostbusters. Right. Let's make this really clear for everybody's inventory systems and for uh, for consumers here. Yeah. This is a different movie. It's going to be Ghostbusters Answer the Call. been Ghostbusters for girls. Tom, you can't. <laughs> but then everybody would have been clear I'll about what it was. I'll tell you one thing, Tom. Yeah. This new Ghostbusters? Mm-hmm. Funnier than the original Ghostbusters. It's not funnier than the original Ghostbusters. It is funnier than the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. You're more. It, has, it certainly has more jokes. No. I mean, maybe. Maybe it has more jokes, but they do not land as well. And let me ask you this. I think most of the jokes landed pretty well. It's the movie just... Uh, I love Paul Feig movies, but... Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, yes. uh, when's the last time Bill Murray's been funny? Like, when's the last time you... Because, like, Bill Murray's in this goes, but This is a very timely discussion yeah. we're having, by the way. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, because he was in that. Like, not... Even one attempt at a joke. Yeah. Um, he's not funny in these like dour, wry movies that he's in. Where he's melancholy. Yeah, exactly. Like some people might be like, oh, I laugh at New Yorker cartoons and this <laughs> this performance was was amazing. But like, mm-hmm. when's the last time like Bill Murray, Operation Dumbo Drop? I never that, saw that, it. That, that, that he's elicited a belly laugh from you? Uh the man who knew too little, maybe. Yeah, that wasn't a bad one. <coughs> uh, anyway, but... sorry. <coughs> That's not. We're not here to talk no. about. And, and I like Bill Murray. And I was gonna concede to you, Tim, that the cover of this new Ghostbusters does say Ghostbusters answer the call. I believe that that is not the name of the movie, but I could see how some corporations would enter that into their system as such. But Ghostbusters answer the call. where the, the hell call, are they getting answer the call from, Tom? That just makes it sound like it's like a made-for-TV movie or something. Might as well put them. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about this week, Tim. We're talking about a man of mystery. A man of desire. What? A man of magic. That man's name is David Blaine White. Better known as David Blaine. Yeah. We're talking about David Blaine. I love David Blaine. Tim, we were talking about uh, David Blaine, what was that, a week ago, two weeks ago, uh, during one of our um, uh, uh, meetings. (laughs) That makes it sound like (laughs) a cover for something. During one of our arbitration meetings. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. We've talked about him on the show, but I, to the best of my research, we have not done an episode purely about David Blaine. Real quick question. Yes. Did you actually do any research? I went on the Wikipedia page. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's what we do. 
So, guys, keep that Wikipedia page updated. Yeah, and then afterwards, I listen to every episode we've done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, uh, what, almost 400 hours worth? Yeah, it took forever, Tim. I needed to slow down time. Yeah, neither of us is ever going to be able to run for office. We're here talking badly about the Lady Ghostbusters for 400 hours. <laughs> Well, Tim, if, if the recent election showed us anything, it's that, uh, nope, that won't hurt. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to those lady ghostbusters, yeah. and nobody cares. Yeah. And as long as you're not a ghost, they can't do anything back to you. That's true. Um, but we're yeah, I didn't understand. Like, the technology. Are you talking about? No, enough about the new Ghostbusters. All right, that's fine. Because it's not even really I'm, that new anymore. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here listening to you lecture me about the technology, Tim. In the movie, of course. The technology made no sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was funny. It was, it was a very funny movie. Yeah. The jokes? Anyway, David Blaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom? To a man who jokes very little. A Tom. very serious man. You and I, mm-hmm. fans of magic, the craft, not the movie, the craft. Right, the craft of magic. The yeah, art not, of not, not witchcraft. Oh, right. God, not witchcraft. No, not Ooh. again. Oh, boy. Yeah, we uh, were once bitten, twice shy, that's what I say. I was listening to something today where they were talking about how uh, not that many witches were burned at the stake. Well, you know Most what? Most of the time they just drowned them. Yeah, one, t- one is too many. But uh, oh, for witches, Tim. What if they were turning your kids into toads? They're never turning things into toads. Uh, Not anymore. Now we got rid of them. I've spent some time in Salem, Tom. Yeah, and uh, there's like a witch graveyard that is. Uh, the, one would assume that these weren't actual witches because witches don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was just all these uh graves of the women that they killed. No graves, mm. stones. Uh, like a pointy hat on top? No, it's just normal graves. Yeah. Here lies and then the woman's name. Mm-hmm. The years. And then next to her, her black cat. No, mostly just the gravestones. <laughs> it's like a cemetery. But anyway, we're talking about David You Blaine. hear a lot of... <laughs> when you walk through that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's terrifying. And a lot of mourners. And guess what? They have green skin and warts. Wow. Yeah. And they're still mourning... People who died like uh, over a hundred years yeah, ago. Because they're the undead. Are witches undead? Witches I guess are not. not they, they killed all of them. Yeah. Well, well they those ones were witches. witches. Yeah, yeah. That's true. <sighs> One would think that witches would not be able to be killed, but I digress. <laughs> Depends on how strong of a witch they yeah, are. Yeah, someone who's that magic should probably be able to not uh, get killed. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> no, do you? And I hope you do. Remember we'll that song? always have a friend wearing big, big round shoes. <laughs> um, do I believe in magic? Oh, that's a complicated question. <laughs> uh, I never used to, but lately... You've been g- becoming a real weirdo lately. Yeah, I have been yeah. becoming a real weirdo Tell lately. Tell me why you believe in magic. Um, and I hope you do. <laughs> I don't... Uh, well, depends on the magic. I don't believe in magic... I believe in the supernatural more and more. All right. Yeah, we know, Tom. <laughs> yeah. We, we've, we've and heard... I think every once in a while, people can stumble upon something and uh, use magic, summon things. Okay. But probably not just for a card trick. That's probably just sleight of hand. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> I often think about why I like magic because uh-huh. I really like watching magic be performed. Right. Um, and it's like I know it's fake. I'm not an idiot like you who thinks that there's something. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, burn him! Burn well, him! Yeah, Tim. Every magic show we've ever gone to together has ended early. With my screams of it's real, it's real. I knew it, it's real. <laughs> burn him, burn, burn him, him get him. Yeah. Uh, you oftentimes, I don't know how that one time you smuggled. Oh, God, in, I uh, can't breathe. Yeah, He's you strangling smuggled me. in a big net and threw it over the magician. Yeah. Tried to throw him in the lake. Yeah. To drown him. Well, it was a, uh, uh, I had brought, <laughs> brought that net earlier in the day to a local church to have it blessed. Oh, nice. Uh, so father, I'm the, skin. father, I'm uh, planning to use his net to catch a magician later. <laughs> I'd really uh, appreciate if you could bless it for me, so he can't uh, use any of uh, you know the devil's tricks to get out of it. Right, right. Um, David Blaine. Yeah. Where does he fall on your favorite uh, magicians list? I would say honestly, I think David Blaine might be my favorite magician. Wow. Who would be your favorite magician? I gotta go with the boys in blue. Penn and Teller. <laughs> They're not the boys in blue. Sometimes they wear blue suits. Um, I mean, Penn and Teller would be up there for me, for sure. But it's, I... It's two... Couldn't be different styles, right? More different. Uh, Penn and Teller, they want you, you know to know what? that it's all artifice. There's right. no bullshit, and everything that you're seeing is a trick, mm-hmm. and they are not magic. David Blaine goes the complete opposite route. Uh, I would argue that... He doesn't always go the complete opposite route. Like a lot of times, I think one of the most interesting things about him as a magician is that he plays with uh, deception a lot. Like tricks, things where you think uh, something's just like a, a feat of endurance is actually a trick. Something you think is a trick is actually just like a feat of endurance. And that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that he He's not... Like Penn and Teller well, will yeah, come out I, and be like... Here's a magic trick. Right. And David Blaine will either come out and say, here is magic. Right. Or here is a feat of endurance or a stunt. Right. Right. And like, and he wants you to blur the lines. He wants you to believe whatever he's doing Mm -hmm. is actually happening, is actually what he tells you it is. Right. And it's never what he says it is, unless sometimes it is. And he tries to blur, blur those lines. Yeah. Penn and Teller will be like, Hey, we're fucking carnies. Why am I cursing already? <laughs> yeah, well, you get real excited yeah, about magic. We're 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 trashy carnies here, and we're we're gonna pull a trick on you, and we're gonna tell you we're tricking you. Right. Yeah, but they use that in a, in the same way. Where sometimes when they're doing that, they're tricking you in a way you're that they're just using that as misdirection. Yeah. But like David Blaine they, wants you to believe. Very different stage person. I would I would say. That it boils down to what their stage personas right. believe in magic. Yeah, exactly. But they use similar Yeah, I'm not I don't know what they're like on their free time, Tom. Well, I do. I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't get a, a yeah. good look at uh, at a David Blaine when he's not on the clock. Right. Yeah. I mean Leo when he's not uh on a uh the, the a yacht with a bunch of uh Victoria's Secret models. The pea posse. Yeah. The oh, oh, I see. Uh he's hanging That's out. That's what he calls them. Yeah. But we'll listen to him about global warming, but not not our president about global warming. <laughs> uh, He's allowed to use the word. Man, Leonardo DiCaprio is living like the fourteen year old's dream, huh? He's got all these uh, 
uh, babes around him all the time. And then when he's like, uh, not right now, girls, I'm going to go hang out with my magician friends. <laughs> you were an odd 14 year old. So I think I was the ex- exactly, uh, I bet if you pulled every 14 year old boy in America, the vast majority, if you were like, you can pick any life you want, they'd be like, I want to hang out with bikini models and magicians, yeah. but not together. <laughs> All right. Um, Tom? Uh-huh. Uh, David look. Blaine was married to a model. Yeah. Still is, I think, right? No, no. I think they got divorced. He's he's uh, He uh, pulled the old uh, escape <laughs> routine, huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> do, do you think do you think his uh divorce lawyer made that joke a lot? No, probably not. I bet it was probably a contested. Uh, I bet this is probably uh, harder than getting out of one of those pairs of handcuffs you got in a straight jacket, huh? Um, all right. Uh, David, I, I said a joke. Did you hear me? That's 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 David Blaine's lawyer, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And David Blaine's just really upset. He doesn't want this He's divorce to happen. He's a very serious guy, too. He's a sensitive man. Yeah, you don't want this. Uh... He's in tune with the spirit world and the supernatural. You have to be sensitive. Do you think there's any time that you could get David Blaine to mm-hmm. like let his guard down and like be a normal person? I will tell you, Tim, watching, because uh, I've, I've recently watched three David Blaine specials in preparation for this. Nice. Uh, and there were two times that I saw him be real. And one was with Woody Allen. Uh, when Woody Allen, he did a trick for Woody Allen, and then afterwards Woody Allen made him a, uh, a malted uh, like soda. And David Blaine uh, was like still kind of doing a trick or whatever, and then took a sip of it and went, "Whoa, this is awesome!" And it was like the only time I've seen him break character. So you give him, you give the man a nice drink, and yeah, he'll break character. Yeah, I forget what the other time I saw him break character. Tom, explain to me what a malted is. I don't know. I was like, oh, of course, this creep Woody Allen's making malteds in his his kitchen. He's got a malted machine. Uh, You know what, Woody Allen? uh, This is my impression. Similar to an egg cream. Yeah, this is my impression of Woody Allen circa 2016. You ready? Okay. That's it? Yeah, I just feel like... He doesn't even talk? No, I feel like if you're just talking to him, he's always just like making some like weird mouth. He seemed very upset. Trying to like uh, get some spit moving in his mouth. He seemed very... Maybe that's what all the malteds are about. Yeah. Uh, He seemed very uh, like uh, displeased to have David Blaine in his home. Yeah, guess what? Uh, I'm not sure if you know this about Woody (laughs) Allen. He's a little neurotic. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have seen how neurotic it was when David Blaine was trying to get these uh, fish he swallowed to pop back out of his mouth. It was taking, apparently took hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Yikes. I watched that special. I zoned out at some point. I was doing something. Uh, Was that the same one where he uh, regurgitated the frogs in front of uh, Dave Chappelle and Drake? No, that was a different one. Okay. So I didn't see that one. That was the most recent one, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that, that was that was a good one. So anyway, Tom, mm-hmm. let's let's go from the beginning. Yeah, I was gonna say let's go through the list. Cause here's the thing, he started out just, just doing like us. street magic, just hustling on the street, just yeah. like me and you out there. Uh, Every day. Is uh, what's your card? Is this your card? Of course it's your card. I did a Sometimes, did a trick. Yeah. Um, 
But he'll never say, here's what I'm saying, Tom. <laughs> when he does a card trick, yeah. he wants you to believe that he Somehow altered the that, Yeah. Penn and Teller will say, here's a card trick. I'm uh-huh. going to use sleight of hand to wow you. Right. Right? Like, that is the, the basic. That's what I'm trying to say. Here. Yeah. Um, so he started out with that street magic, mm-hmm. uh, and he did that levitation. Yeah. Now, Tom, mm-hmm. you and I in high school yeah. spent a lot of time trying to figure out what that levitation entailed. Tim, right? when we saw that levitation, that changed everything. It did. It was just like, wow. This th- is when we started getting all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like, that's it. That's it. We just have to learn how to levitate. <laughs> That'll impress them, and it worked. And to this day... This day, we're regular. Uh, this day, we're best friends with Leo, <laughs> hanging out with him on the boat. The pee posse. Yeah, and then he goes, "You guys gotta get out of here. I got David Blaine coming over." Yeah. Aww, <laughs> come on. He's like, "Nope, never. The Twain shall mix." Yeah, he let me hang out with Al Gore one time. Yeah, well, yeah, the, you know, the the Earth friendly stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's lucky. Yeah, Al probably... Gore seems like another one that's gonna be like the whole time <laughs> you're talking to him. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. He just seems like a dry mouth kind of guy. <laughs> well, he's trying to save the world, Tim. Yeah, I know, but he's hydrate. Trying, yeah, hydrate well, but once Tim, in a He's while. trying to not take more than you know his share. That's actually pretty uh, selfless. Of yeah. Him. Yeah. Well done, Mr. Gore. Yeah, Tim. Maybe that will be like- President a... Gore, right? Yeah. Right? Maybe that, well, you could say Vice President Gore. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's- uh, uh, you know, going to become like a a thing in the future, Tim, like how people were doing like the ice bucket challenge to raise awareness for ALS. Maybe people go dry mouth to raise awareness about the environment. I don't know that that would help anything. <laughs> hey, that would bother you a lot if everybody all the time was like, yeah, I'd be like, and you, you were know like, what? why are you doing that? And they're like, I'm trying to raise awareness about the lack of uh, drinking water. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, so he did uh, his first two specials, Tom. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me move this over this way. Street Magic, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety seven. And what was that about? Uh, it was his first television special, uh, and uh, he just walked around, kind of uh, going on the street. Yeah. And here's what I liked. Okay. He was out there with the average Joe and Jane, mm-hmm. right? Doing Just stopping tricks. people and saying, hey, would you like yeah, to see a magic exactly. trick? And they were like, who the hell is this? I um, don't know. Later on, mm-hmm. he did less and less of this in his specials. And he's going with celebs. Yeah. And guess what? Celebs are dang hams sometimes, right? Yeah, sometimes they're a little too... And I just want somebody, when I'm watching a magic trick, mm-hmm. you know what? Stay the F out of the way. Right. Know your role. Just... Play along. Mm-hmm. Don't try to outsmart the magician. Yeah. Don't try to make jokes. Don't try to put. Don't you're, you're, you're not, not the part star of the, of the show. Yeah, this guy's got his patter down. Stop trying to throw him off. You're ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah. There's. Uh, I didn't realize because I was always curious because uh, David Blaine doesn't tour that much. If for the longest time I couldn't figure out how he made money, so I was like, he, does he just live off the? Money from a special every few years or so? Maybe he just conjures up more money whenever he needs it. Maybe. But uh, apparently, I don't know if he does this much anymore, but uh, back in the day, 
he would make his money getting hired uh, for private parties from rich people. That's like how he knows yeah. all these celebrities and everything. I bet he's famous enough that right now he could be like he can make a year's salary in one night. Oh yeah, I mean, what do you think that. he makes a year? Forty-five grand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the guy doesn't need all that much. Yeah. Tim. He needs a couple of cards. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe some years he's clearing high five figures. Maybe. Yeah. If he's really hustling. Yeah. Uh, if I were, see, like, I've never thought about, like, oh, man, uh, I wish I were rich. I wish I had all the money and a big house on the hills. I've never really thought about that. But. I've never really thought about if I were rich, I could have parties and have David Blaine come and do magic tricks for everyone. I, You know what? I'd be like Leo. I'd be like, get out of here. What? No. No. I would. The thing, the problem would be if I were that rich, everybody would be stealing uh, stuff from my home because I'd be following David Blaine around the whole night. Just want to see tricks again and again. I think David Blaine is so perceptive. He'd be able to police that while doing his tricks. It's probably like, oh, uh, seven of diamonds. Hey, put that down. That's Tom's. That's yeah. Mr. Reynolds. Is that yours? Is that your Ming vase? I think uh, if uh, uh, you're hiring him, that's probably like one of the add-ons. Like, would yeah. you also like Mr. Blaine to keep an eye on all your valuables? Right. And occasionally ask you where one of them is, and then when you don't know, he'll hand it to you. <laughs> Or take it out from behind your mm. ear or something, and you'll go, oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> Tom, do you think David Blaine has to travel with a security detail? When he goes where? Like like at a private party or oh, like- I don't think so. You don't think people I mean, are trying to be the man that took down David Blaine? <laughs> at a at a, like a celebrity party, do I think like, uh, like Josh Brolin's going to be like- no, I, I know Josh Brolin won't, but there's some undesirables in there. <laughs> there aren't undesirables. At a celebrity party? Yeah, like uh, Robert to... Downey Jr. circa 1999. Right. You don't think they were like, eh, he might stab David Blaine. No, nobody wants to be the person. Nobody thinks that he's immortal. Tim, do you think he's immortal? I don't know. Yeah. But if he's if if he's not, I want to be the one who takes him out. I want to be the one who proves it. Well, n- not me personally, but like I can see how a psychotic person might think that. I'm sure when he does these big private parties, he's got uh, his own entourage, uh, you know, of uh, assistants and things like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, he needs no assistance. Yeah. But I don't think he needs uh, a bodyguard, Tim. He could just conjure a gun. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Next, he got thi- and then after street magic and magic man, mm-hmm. just card tricks, a little levitation. Right. Tom, I know how the levitation's done. I know how it's done too, Tim. I bought a videotape yeah. about it. Man, the '90s were weird. We had to like order a videotape off the internet. No, I think I had to like drive very far to a magic shop to buy a videotape about how a magic trick. Every is time done. I go into a magic shop, it takes all my uh, cunning uh-huh. or all uh, like all my uh, self control not to to walk out of there with everything to spend my life savings. And also, I'm too lazy to ever practice the sleight yeah, of hand. It's all that's about necessary. practice. Yeah. And so I buy these things thinking it's going to immediately make me a great magician. No, they just they're in the closet with my hockey stick and my baseball glove. Uh, um magic shops always uh I'm always real excited when I see one, but when you go into it, it's always like, all right, here's like all the kid tricks 
that are affordable that you would be able to learn how to do. Yeah. And then a bunch of stuff behind the counter that's kind of like if you even ask, they're going to be like, listen, buddy, these th- these aren't for weekend warriors. Yeah. I bought a wallet that when you opened it, it uh, like a big fire came out of it, a fire wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was uh, <laughs> using it. Uh, right before I had to film a music Music video, right? (laughs) Um, And I was trying to uh, 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 impress everybody with my fire wallet, be like, oh, I'll pay for that. And then I opened it up, and then a big fireball came out of my wallet. Burned off my eyelashes. (laughs) Like, I had no... It was... uh, my eyelashes <laughs> turned to dust, and then when I t- touched them, <laughs> they all just disintegrated. And I had to film this music video with no eyelashes. Also, what's the trick there? If you pull out your wallet and a fireball, I'm sure the reaction of people was like, oh my God, what just happened? What happened? Why had that happen? Oh, what was that? Sack electricity? Is there a gas leak? What's going on? Exactly. And, and then, then if you go... Oh no! It was a magic trick. They'd be like, "You did that? Yeah. Why'd you do that? That was so dangerous. <laughs> you burned your eyelashes off." Well, well if but what if I did this instead? Uh, they were like, "What happened?" I'll be like, "I don't know. Perhaps some magic." This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Tom, all right, let's, let's cut to the chase here. We got a lot to cover. 
He started doing stunts, David Blaine did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beginning with his 1999 special, Buried Alive. Which yeah. me and you were live on the scene for. Yeah. As reporters. That was some of our earliest magic reporting. Yeah. Uh, on April 5th, 1999, Blaine was entombed in an underground plastic box underneath a three-ton a three-ton water-filled tank for seven days across from Trump Place on 68th Street and R- Riverside Drive as part of a stunt titled Buried Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all his stunts yeah. had something to do with Trump. Uh, Do you think he's going to be the minister of magic? (laughs) Oh, that would would be great. I'd love to see David Blaine put in charge of something. Yeah. I mean, he's not a virulent racist, so he's got that going for him above (laughs) all the other. Yeah. I mean, he also seems like he's, uh, you know, he's a very hardworking guy. He puts his mind to something. Yeah. He'll make it happen. Yeah. And he'll even if it requires lying and cheating. Um, no, actually I read, there was an interview with him. I believe it was in Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair, uh, in the lead up to these, uh, this new special that just aired. Vanity Fair? More like Vanity Unfair. (laughs) You know who said that? Who? Tony Kay, the director of American History X, uh, regarding Edward Norton's profile in Vanity Fair, where he took credit for, uh, directing, for shadow directing American History X. That has nothing to do with Vanity Fair. Well, they printed it. Yeah. You got to verify that. Vanity unfair. Well, you can say that he boasted about this stuff. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know how it was phrased. Anyway. All I know is it seemed very vanity unfair to me. <laughs> the uh now is this the issue with uh with Demi Moore on the cover uh painted? I think that was the only issue that ever came out. <laughs> uh so uh we gotta not go out for pre-show beers before recording anymore <laughs> the uh happy thanksgiving everybody uh, it's us your two drunk uncles <laughs> uh what the hell was i talking about oh vanity fair oh so this interview uh they asked him about trump uh because they were like yeah you've done like a bunch of uh tricks that have somehow involved trump or like trump properties and that's where he talked about it. He was like, uh, you know, when I was like starting out, I was doing a lot of parties for rich people and I met him and, you know, did a trick for him or whatever. And he was like, when I wanted to do this, this stunt, uh, I realized that this, uh, you know, he was like building something on the West side. It was just a construction, like an empty lot. And I realized it would be perfect. And he's like, I called him up and he was just like, yeah, sounds great. And he's like, and that was it. Like he's like I basically cold called him, uh, and he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Imagine the stunts that David Blaine's going to be able to pull at the White House. Yeah, when he's got a uh, eminent domain behind him. Oh yeah, uh, all kinds of stunts. But yeah, uh, well, I, I think uh, you know uh, he was oh like. Whenever you would do these things, they would have like a press conference with Trump at like yeah. a Trump building. He wanted attention for it. Yeah, that, that it was very unlike him, but he yeah. wanted attention for it. But it was also like, a, in in fairness to him, like great free publicity to yeah. be like, oh, you want to do a trick, you know, in this vacant lot that I have? Yeah, it's not going to yeah. cost me anything. And like I get to be on TV again. Yeah, I don't even have to say racist things about the president. To <laughs> not do yet. It. 
Um, yeah, uh, so uh, according to CNN, Blaine's only communication to the outside world was a hand buzzer. Mm-hmm. Which uh, not not a joke hand buzzer. A <laughs> <laughs> man would have to come down there and shake hands with him. If the man was shocked, that means yes. <laughs> if he was not, he was just given a regular handshake. Uh, there was an around-the-clock emergency crew standing by that could have been summoned by that, and he only uh, had uh, six inches of headroom and two inches on each side. Oh, sounds like uh, sounds like uh, Delta Airlines. <laughs> Uh, during the endurance stunt, Blaine did not eat and drank only two to three tablespoons of water a day. Mm-hmm. But you're just lying there. <laughs> yeah. I know um, you're probably, he was probably doing a lot of this. He was trying to raise, raise awareness. <laughs> <laughs> raise awareness. Um, yeah, that was a trick that I thought, like, while, I mean, that was his first endurance stunt. Right. Yeah. And we went and uh, we, went, we gave him a thumbs up and teen, he gave us a thumbs up teenage, right back. Teenage yeah. Tim and Tom were there on the scene. Yeah. Did we cut school to do that? I think so. Yeah. I think we just like didn't go to school yeah, one day. We just got on the train. <laughs> oh my God. Bye mom and dad. Go to school. No, I remember this. I think this was like when we realized, because this was the end of the year. Uh, I think this is when we realized that like they weren't really paying attention to where we were. Yeah. And we both just like left school early and we were like, I think we can just like walk out of the building and nobody's ever going to notice. Yeah. That's a, it, that's a, that's a good lesson to learn as soon mm-hmm. as you can in life. Nobody's really paying attention to you. Nine times out of 10 and 10 times out of 10, if you walk somewhere confidently, you're fine. Yeah. So just do whatever you want, but just do it with some goddamn confidence. Yeah. So let this be a lesson to all the kids out there. If uh, a local magician's doing a big stunt, just walk out of school and go. <laughs> yeah, get on the train and, and go to uh, 68th <laughs> and Riverside. Yeah, go to a big empty lot yeah. uh, where there's nothing but dirt. Give them a thought. Wait around for a while. There was nothing because remember we were in line, and it wasn't until we got up to him that we were like, "Oh, this is it. Oh, I guess it is. Oh yeah, there he is down there." Yeah. Give him thumbs up. He gave us a thumbs up right back. Yeah. Thanks, David Blaine. You well, really we, inspired me. Well, I mean, at the very least, uh, for me, that verified that he was not an animatronic man. Right. Um, no, which is well, very important. he could be an animatronic man all the time. And you know, that wouldn't just surprise a, me, Tom. And just wouldn't a very, surprise me. It's the greatest uh, trick David Blaine ever to- uh, ever pulled. A very advanced, high tech one, yeah. but uh, at least uh, in this instance, that did not seem to be the case. Right. You know how old he was when he did that? Twenty six. Yeah. Well, you hit it on the head. Yeah. How'd you know this? Tim, I looked up. I have a photographic memory. Uh, okay. Uh, so that was a good one. Uh, next was Frozen in Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2000, February of 2000, yeah. um, uh, he performed a stunt called Frozen in Time, which was covered on a TV special. He was shown encased in a large block of ice located in Times Square, New York City. Yeah. He was lightly dressed and appeared to be shivering even before the blocks of ice were placed around him. A oh, tube well, supply. February. Oh, no. It was November. Did I say February? Yeah. Why did it say February? Maybe you didn't. Because <laughs> um, this was my junior, my my freshman year, uh, my frosh year of uh, of college, right? And it was I was in NYU, 
you know, it's just like, uh, like, yeah, I like New York's the most exciting place ever. David Blaine's always doing a stunning. Yeah. So like I would go up to Times Square, me and a friend of the show, Chris. Uh-huh. And like we went up there like three or four times just to see him in ice. And yeah. it, it look, it looked, it, it, it was, uh, he was in there for 63 hours, 42 minutes and 15 seconds before being removed with chainsaws. But do you remember this special? Yes. Because they removed out, him live. Yeah, and he came out in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had to, like, he, he, like the look on his face was like, I did not think this through. Now, uh-huh. they they pulled him, they, they got him on a gurney into yeah. the ambulance. He was screaming for his girlfriend. I think Josie was her name or something. Uh-huh. And it was, like, a little disturbing because, like, they were like, and now we'll have an interview with David. Oh nope! Uh, nope, uh, nope. All right. He's just well, thanks, screaming. Thank, thanks for watching, everybody. David Blaine did it. Uh, stunt. Goodbye. He's just screaming and asking everyone if he's dead and a ghost right oh, now. Oh yeah, he thought he was dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a little disturbing. Now let me ask you this, Tom. Uh-huh. Was this an actual stunt, mm-hmm. or was this all misdirection? Right. He was fine, and guess what? He was replaced by a mannequin at points when they weren't doing things. Yeah, or... there, there's uh, a lot of evidence that says uh, that there were certain times when they had to, like, refreeze the, the brick or whatever that he was frozen in, uh-huh. that while they were spraying the water, there was, like, an elevator that would lower him out and then quickly go back up with, like, a dummy. Right. Uh and you know, it wasn't like the whole thing was fake, but you know, he'd get a few minutes. Right, take a nice uh, hot shower. Take a nice hot shower. Get a massage. Eat, drink, go kiss pee-pee, his girlfriend. Kiss his girlfriend. Make out with her hard. Uh, but the the thing, I don't know if that's true or not. I have to watch the video again. Uh, it could be, and in which case, that doesn't diminish from it because. Uh, you know, he did a good enough job uh, sneaking a bias at the time. Yeah. But uh, he did also say that that November was a lot warmer than it was predicted to be. And that actually one of the things that made the stunt very hard was that the ice was constantly melting and dripping on him. So he was just like wet all the time too, which was something they'd anticipate, which then would make sense why they had to keep spraying this thing constantly and like trying to keep it, you know, frozen. So the world will never know. And I think he will take this to the grave, but it might be one of those graves where he's just underwater. Might be when, like when he was buried alive. Yeah, that's true. He might be able to tell us through a buzzer, a hand buzzer. Just, uh, yeah. Or give us a thumbs up if it was fake. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tom, mm-hmm. this is when I started to like lose a little bit of interest in the stunts. Yeah. And I was like, get back to the sleight of hand, buddy. Yeah, let's see those cards. Enough with the stunts and celebs. Mm-hmm. The celebs. Uh, just get back to your bread and butter. But he did Vertigo. Yeah. Not just a great U2 song, uh, a great stunt. Uh, on May 22nd, 2002, a crane lifted Blaine... <laughs> Onto a train. (laughs) Onto 100 feet. It was insane. 100 foot high uh, and 22 inch wide pillar in Bryant Park, New York City. Yeah. Now, I was in the city for this. I think maybe post post Mm -hmm. 9-11, I was not not in the mood for such frivolity. (laughs) It's not in the mood to be tricked. Yeah, exactly. 
he was not harnessed to the pillar, although there were two retractable handles on either side of him to grasp in the event of harsh weather. Mm. Gets 100 feet up. Yeah. Uh, he remained on the pillar for 35 hours. He ended the feat by jumping down onto a landing platform made out of a uh, 12-foot-high 12 12 pile of cardboard boxes and suffered a mild concussion. Mm. Um, I remember him jumping down that. I mean, jumping 100 feet onto 12 feet of cardboard boxes yeah. is still like enough to give you a concussion, apparently. <laughs> At least a mild one. Yeah, do you remember this? I do remember this one. 35 hours, so that's a day and a half he's up there. Yeah. I feel like I could do that. This was one of the ones where I felt like, uh, I'm with you, that I, I started to lose interest in the stunts. Just because I was like, I know that technically that's hard, but it's not interesting to watch. Yeah. And like, also, it was cool when you when he was buried alive mm -hmm. and you could go and see him a few feet underground. Yeah, he was right there. When he's in the ice and you can go and feel how cold the ice is. Yeah, and you he's could a touch few the feet ice away. Yeah. And like, he can still like, this, he's 100 feet up. You're just like, who's that up there? Little Davy Blaine? <laughs> is that Davy Blaine up there? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I Maybe know. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't bring my theater binoculars. Exactly. I can't tell. Well, I I brought my theater binoculars, Tom, because well, I'm usually coming from the theater. Where right, coming coming from or going to. Yeah, uh, and, and then, you've always got real shit seats. Right, and then this is what. Yeah, come on. If I'm going to the theater every day, sometimes twice a day. Yeah, can't get uh. You gotta get the cheap seats. Yeah, uh, one time I was going to see uh, the Philharmonic at Lincoln Center. Mm. And uh, I had very bad seats, and so we had a, an elevator, and the elevator was crowded. Mm -hmm. And then uh, people got off. They were like, uh, "Orchestra!" And like a bunch of people got out, and they were like, "All, Loge. The, pe all the people with instruments got out." <laughs> yeah, uh, lo Loge, and then people got out, and then they were like, "Mezzanine!" And everybody got out except for me and the one or two people I was with, mm -hmm. and this old lady. And this old lady goes. I guess only music lovers are left. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Lady, I don't love this." <laughs> <laughs> lady, I'm I'm just, lady, I'm just poor. <laughs> lady, I've never listened to a song in my life. <laughs> I'm not about to start tonight. Uh, Mind your own business. In 2003, September 5th, uh, he began a stunt, and this is when he really lost me because he's like, "Hey, guess what? Screw NYC." Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, Potter's Fields Park in uh, in London. Yeah. Uh, he was sealed inside a transparent plexiglass case, uh, suspended 30 feet uh, next to the Thames River, or above the Thames River. Um, Thames? Thames. Thames River. Timmy's River. Um, it, it, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. But it, it was too similar to the one where he stood on a platform, and this yeah. wasn't even as high. No. Um, how long was he up there, though? He was up there. He was there up there for, for like 60 days or something. Yeah, he was up there for a very long time. Hold on. And uh, people were throwing eggs at him. Yeah somebody, yeah. somebody flew a helicopter up with a hamburger, a remote controlled hamburger. A remote controlled A remote controlled helicopter. Oh, okay. Oh, I'd love a remote controlled hamburger. <laughs> well, no, it'd be crunchy. Um, yeah, he was up there from September 5th to October 19th. But that's another one where there's uh, people that say it was a trick and he there was a way that he was getting in and out of that thing. Right. Um, which, yeah, maybe, but still, you got to hand it to still him. Still a good trick. He's 100% nude the whole time. <laughs> you have to hand it to him or, if you can't, fly it up with a remote-controlled helicopter. 
Oh, you're talking about burgers specifically. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and uh, George W. Bush uh, said something. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, <laughs> the last noted American to visit London stayed in a glass box dangling over the Thames. A few might have been happy to provide similar arrangements for me. Here's a guy who knows that he was hated. <laughs> right. Yeah, and hand it, it to him on that, right? And appreciates good magic. Yeah. I, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh-huh. And I know I, I don't want to talk about Trump every five seconds, but the one saving grace of this administration is going to be like, yeah, this guy probably does like a good magic trick. Uh, Trump? Yeah. Look, if he was willing to, <sighs> to, to bury him alive in Riverside <laughs> Park... Maybe you're trying to kill him this whole time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Trump will finally succeed in killing David Blaine. Yeah. Like maybe he was like, yeah, sure, you could you could get buried alive in uh in my field, and then he's like, uh, let me just check the locks real quick, and he switched them out. Yeah, could succeed where Josh Brolin failed. Yeah, killing David Blaine. <laughs> uh, drowned alive. You loved this one. I yeah. wasn't a big fan of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lasted seven days. Back in New York City, baby. Yeah, Lincoln Center. Uh. That's where the Philharmonic plays. Yeah, uh, he was. He spent seven days mm-hmm. uh, uh, submerged in an eight-foot diameter water-filled sphere. Yeah, containing isotonic saline in front of uh, Lincoln Center. At the end of the stunt, Blaine attempted to free himself from handcuffs and change af- uh, after exiting the sphere. After the stunt, Blaine entered into an agreement with researchers at Yale University to monitor him, monitor him in order to study the human's physiological reaction to prolonged submersion. Uh, what I remember about that trick is that at one point they like got scared that he was drowning and they jumped in to get him, yeah. and it seemed counterintuitive because he was in this tiny little orb and two like scuba divers went in through a tiny hole to like help him out. It's like, guys, now you're all just stuck in there. Now, wait, what was the orb? It was just like a big glass. It looked, so he had air in there? Was air being pumped into this? He had like a scuba mask on. Okay. Or a snorkel. Not a snorkel, scuba mask. Okay. Attached to like, you know, air outside. So he just didn't eat for seven days? That was the whole... And yeah. he got like pruny hands? He got super pruny hands. Yeah. I think that's why it was uh, isotonic saline and oh, not gotcha. just, you know, actual water. Yeah, I don't know. All this stuff where he's like, I can hold my breath the longest out of anybody. I don't care about holding your breath. I do. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I When I was a kid, I only pretended to like the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> no, because I think when you're breaking those kinds of records... Where it's like, yeah, what is his record for breath holding? It's like 20 minutes. Uh, 17 minutes, four and a half seconds. Yeah. When you're breaking records and the record is like so far above what a normal person can do. Yeah. Like the average, how long would you say the average person can hold their, to hold their breath? Um, 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. I was going to say 30 seconds, maybe. No, I think most people could do a minute. You want to try it right now? Well, it wouldn't make for good radio, Tim. But I can hold my at, at my oh, height. Yeah, yeah. I can hold my breath for three minutes. Tim, is, but even that three minutes, and that's something to brag about. But that's nothing compared yeah. to this guy. Well, guess what? Yeah, nothing compared to Tom Saitis. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, guess how long it took this guy to uh, surpass David Blaine's uh, Guinness World Record? How long? Four months. Four it's and not, a half months. It's not very long at all. No. Uh, so anyway, he did that on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, guys, dude, I don't want to see you on Oprah holding your dang breath. Go on Oprah and wow her with some sleight of hand. I think he did that too. I don't think the the show was just. I don't know. Just him in the water don't watch the whole Oprah, time. Watch Oprah, Tom. It's for girls. You do watch Oprah, Tim. Not ever since. Does she still? Not have ever a daily since it show? went off the air. Does she still have a show on the Oxygen? Network? I don't think she does. If she does, I don't hear about it. Yeah. Well, then where did that Lance Armstrong thing come from? Or was that I think like she 10 still years does, ago? Hey, <laughs> that was like 10 years ago. I think she still does specials once in a while. Lance Armstrong is a podcast now. Yeah, what a dick. Yeah, all Stay right. out of here. We're not doing drugs and riding bikes. Yeah. Well. Yet. Uh, in two th- 2006, uh-huh. uh, David Blaine did his revolution stunt. Uh, where he was shackled mm-hmm. to a rotating gyroscope for 16 hours without food or water. Blaine ended the stunt 52 hours later. Nobody Which, told him, I guess. Did something go wrong? Could they not stop the gyroscope? May, I mean, uh, good gyroscope, Tim. Once you get it going, you can't Man, stop he's that. he's got eh? revolution and vertigo. Yeah, he's he's covering the whole latter day uh, YouTube th- discography. That's gonna here. be his, uh, the the biggest reveal of them all in the end. Uh, see, that's another one where yeah, staying on a gyroscope even for sixteen hours uh, sounds impossible, but only impossible in that like, why would you do that? Right now, wait, hold on, let's go back, Tom. Mm-hmm. When he jumped off that vertigo thing, when, yes. What? When was it? What was the one that we watched? <laughs> Above the balloon? No. Drowned alive. Where was he standing on a thing and he jumped off the thing, uh-huh. and then balloons, and balloons took him away? Took him away. It was not that one. Was it the dive of death? It was the dive of death. Okay. <laughs> yeah, September two thousand eight. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, no. no, yes. Because I remember I was living on Long Island in September 2008, Tom. No, you must have you just been home for a visit. I don't think so, Tom. Uh, uh, Dive of Death, September, 20, September 22nd, Blaine began his stunt, hanging over Wool, Wallman Rink in Central Park and interacting with fans by lowering himself upside down. That would have been fun. Yeah. He pulled himself up to drink fluid and restore no- normal circulation. Reportedly, Blaine risked blindness and all other maladies in the stunt. He was widely criticized when, only hours into the endurance challenge, he was seen standing on a waiting crane platform, not upside down as expected. During the stunt, he came down once an hour for, me- for a medical check and to use the bathroom. First of all, you have to go use the bathroom every hour. <laughs> he should go to a doctor if that's the case. Maybe you do if you're being held upside down. Maybe. Tim, think about where's all the pee-pee going to go? Right out of his eyes. <laughs> well, <laughs> he cried a lot. At the very least, it's going to get mixed up with all the other organs. Yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time here. Okay. But uh, that was not it. Because remember the thing... Uh, was postponed because Bush had to make an announcement about like 
sending how, more troops into yeah, Iraq. Yeah, like that's what they they said like screwed up the trick. Yeah. And the, that didn't happen in in no. 2008. But whatever. There was one point where like and I think it's been scrubbed from his Wikipedia page. Maybe. Where like God, who knows? He did a thing and he was supposed to jump off yeah. and land in a thing, but instead he was he like the idea was Everybody would see him float into space and be like, holy shit, magic. Yeah. But the winds changed and you could see that there were just balloons holding him up. Yeah. And the announcers didn't know what to do. And everything was on a delay because Bush was uh, perpetuating a horrible war. Yeah. And it was just a dark time in, in, in uh, American yeah, history. Where it was like, geez, I'm, I'm looking yeah. to escape through magic. Yeah. And now the magic's not only getting postponed, but screwed yeah. up because of this trick. Uh, yeah. Because it was a very strange, he jumped and you just kind of weren't sure what was supposed to happen. Right. And yeah, huge balloons. Yeah. I was, was impressed by the sheer size of those I balloons. remember you could hear people laughing in the crowd. Yeah. Because the trick didn't go as planned. Yeah. That's got to hurt, man. Well, yeah. All right. He did Electrified in October 2012. Why mm -hmm. is he doing all these in the fall? Doing all these outdoor things, do it in spring, man. It's gonna be nicer. It's uh, a showers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. Let me say this first off. A very unsung hero in the world of magic is the television network ABC. Yeah. They've always been the ones who have magic specials on. Well, Fox had uh the masked magician. Yeah, Tim. It is I, Valentino. Yeah, Tim. Fox was had the 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 villain the enemy of yeah, all magicians true. or abc has always been nurturing mag magicians yeah they had a uh, pen and teller specials on back pen and teller uh uh david copperfield his his specials were always abc let's hear for the american broadcasting company yeah right? keep a magic alive yeah so i'm sure it has something to do with uh with uh ratings that they're like we do it in the fall oh yeah it's true Okay. Um, electrified. Uh, he stood on a pillar surrounded by seven Tesla coils, mm -hmm. producing an electric discharge of one million volts or more continuously. The coils were directed at Blaine for the entirety of the endurance stunt, during which he did not eat or sleep. He wore 35, 34 pounds of gear, including chainmail Faraday suit, designed to prevent electrical current from traveling through the body. Uh, some physics professor said he has a conducting suit. All the current is going through the suit, nothing through his body. There's no danger in this. Like, this shit is too elaborate, man. Yeah. Buried alive, in ice, on a platform. That I can relate to. Uh -huh. Doing all this other shot stuff. Shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Do, do, like, shot with a gun. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It, not that anybody should shoot David Blaine, but his new special was right. Uh, he and he, and he did this trick before where he caught a bullet in a cup. Right. But this is a bigger bullet. Um. So anyway, uh, that was a thing that I didn't even know happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um. I saw that one. It was pretty good. Yeah. But again, it was like, yeah, this is the the science of it made it such that it wasn't dangerous at all. Yeah. They said like the only dangerous thing was that uh, like the electricity created ozone and that over like that period of time, him being there, it might not be great for him. And like the sound alone, cause it was just constant vroom, 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 electric noises. 
Uh, members of the public were able to control the pattern of electric current by accessing screens, and musicians Pharrell Williams and Andrew W.K. performed solos on a keyboard which controlled the electric discharge. Like, this is a little, like, come on, get down to the primal. Just I mean, I love Pharrell, but come on, people. No. Um, all right. Uh, he's talking about doing a tour. Tour. Yeah. Now, would you go see this tour? Would I go see this tour, Tim? It's all I want in life. What if it was at Madison Square Garden? Yeah. One of the best nights of my life, Tom. Uh-huh. Why would I not go if it were at Madison Square Garden? Because, like, I'll tell you, one of the best nights of my life. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I went to a magic show at uh, the Waldorf Astoria with my father and my mm -hmm. brother. And uh, it was, like, uh, I think, like, 30 people in the room mm -hmm. and like this guy like just nailing it like everything was was great and like everybody got a chance to participate mm -hmm. he's like yeah this was amazing it was like one of the best things i've ever seen in my life yeah my fondest memories um and then i saw penn and teller at a theater yeah it was similarly great but also like um it was a broadway theater so it's it's broadway th it was bigger but they rose to the spectacle, of it, right? Right. right. Mm -hmm. Now, David Blaine, he did that uh, that bullet catch in his latest special in mm -hmm. front of twenty thousand people. Yeah. Like, he, to me, his strengths are uh, the sleight of hand and like the 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 real life stuff, right? Right. And uh, uh, I just feel like he's not a guy that uses big set pieces. And if you if you're gonna see a guy like him. You want to see him in at a private party or in a in a small room, and you know what? Dang it, you and I might never get that chance, but then we just got to go watch 1997's seminal special, Street Magic. Uh, no, I want to see him uh, do a big show too. Yeah, I don't I'd like care. To see that. Yeah. But what if he did that bullet thing and he shot his brains out? That would be horrible. Yeah, and then you're out seventy dollars. They probably give you your money back. I don't think so. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for the elaborate funeral he's got planned. <laughs> right. Where he gets buried dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, wow. Buried dead. Yeah. Uh, Tom? Still insisting on being buried underwater. Uh, he does a lot of mentalism stuff. Yeah. Actually, we'll save this for the end. If you like the show, let's do that shit. Sure. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgt.com. You can email us at completeguideeverything at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash completeguide. Follow us on Twitter at completeguide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by supporting our sponsors. You can also go to tcgt.com slash Amazon where you can do your normal Amazon shopping, but make sure that they, they send a little bit of uh, a cut our way. Uh, it's a great freeway. Well, not free. The stuff's not free, but it doesn't cost you anything extra uh, way to support the show, uh, especially during the upcoming holidays when you're going to be doing all that Christmas and, and Hanukkah. That was a real tight uh, explanation you had there, Tom. Like, uh, I'm just explaining the nature of capitalism to people. Uh, you can also support us by going to tcgt.com slash pledge and uh, checking out our Patreon where you get a bunch of fun bonuses such as weekly episodes of the news starring tim and tom uh this week we've got uh some big news in the world of hamburgers yeah you can follow me on those things at your pal tim did i say that 
Uh, who knows? But now they know. Yeah. Tom? Uh, yes. David Blaine does a lot of mind reading tricks. Yeah. I looked it up online. Mentalism. Yeah. And I, I did this stupidly off the air. Yeah. Uh, so everybody out there, hold on. Uh, <laughs> think of a number right now mm-hmm. between 1 and 20. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> think about it really hard. Uh-huh. 17. I was right. Send all your money uh, to the the <laughs> show uh, yeah. to me, uh, Tom. Uh huh. Apparently, uh, that's that's a thing. Uh, people will mostly, and it worked on you before. Yeah, it did. But I said, think of a number between one and twenty, and you just went seventeen. Yeah. That what kind of <laughs> in what world does that happen? I thought it was a more complicated trick, Tim. I thought you were going to then take that number and do something no, with it, make it appear on I my television more or than something. Like, Mental math, where it's like, okay, now add, oh, yeah. multiply yeah, that by on. seven, and then yeah, add, then add the first the and dark last dark ages number. being impressed by that? It's math. <sighs> Tom, mm-hmm. think of a number from one to ten. Okay. Seven? No. Okay. Uh, wrong. <laughs> uh, think of a number from one to four. Three. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, I said it, though. Well, Tom, you, <laughs> stop fucking doing this. You're ruining it. Whatever it's right, you're ruining me. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Think of a two-digit number below 50. Both digits odd and different. Okay. So I'm looking in your ass. <laughs> figuring it out. Uh-huh. It's 37. No, but that's close. Oh, 35. It's 35. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, give me a number uh, between one and one thousand. Give it to you? No, 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 no. Think of one. Well, geez, Tim. Yeah, this. Yeah, is I'm out. not a professional magician, Tom. A I'm number, reading off a goddamn a, website. A number between one and a thousand? Yeah. And no other. All right, I've got yeah, it. Three hundred thirty-three. No, it's not three hundred thirty-three. <laughs> I don't know why this website purports that. <laughs> yeah, that would be the answer. Like. Yeah, you have literally a thousand chances here. Right. All right. Uh, so magic is real, I guess. That's uh, the takeaway here. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, we had a, we had a snag yeah. uh, recording, and Patreon people are watching us record. Do you did you mention that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. No, but uh, they they saw the whole kerfuffle. Yeah. So uh, if you're a ten dollar plus Patreon subscriber. You can go watch the live feed and find out the original version of mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes of this show. Yeah. And boy, um, is it going to blow your mind. Yeah. Should we just watch that back and kind of re-record it all? Sure. I'll, I'll transcribe it idea. all out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. That was a HeadGum Podcast.